You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So we've been talking about mixtures of truma that fall into um, other kinds of food. Maybe the truma's clean, maybe it's unclean. And this has been the focus of the whole of the fifth chapter of the of the Mishnah. We're going to close this chapter of the Mishnah with more examples of stuff falling into other stuff. Next chapter, we're going to deal with more kinds of mistakes, but of a different kind. So the next chapter deals with people who eat truma by accident. So you can see that we're going to carry on the theme of mistakes. But for this chapter, we're closing off with some more examples of stuff falling into other stuff. And you can imagine, by the way, from the amount of effort that the Mishnah is giving to this topic, that this must have been a very common occurrence in the time of the Mishnah. We remember we've already learned that if a quantity of truma is diluted by a factor of 100 to 1, when it falls in, we can do something which the Mishnah talks lifting up. Um, we can lift it up, we can give it to the Kohen, and the ordinary food remains ordinary food. In other words, we can reverse our mistake. Whereas if it falls into a basket and ends up in a proportion of less than 100 to 1, then the whole of that basket or pile or storehouse becomes muduma, becomes possibly truma, and there's nothing we can do with that other than give it to a Kohen or sell it to a Kohen. So the proportion of 100 to 1 is absolutely critical. And we learnt, by the way, that when we are taking this bit of truma out, Rabbi Eliezer says that what we take out is what fell in. That's a formal halachic position. It's not, he's not physically saying something falls in, we take something out. They are identical. He's saying formally, halachically, what we take out is what fell in. Whereas the sages are happy with the fact that we're going to, if you like, absolve this pile of being truma by taking something out. But for them, what is taken out is not what's left in. There's a, still a mixture left in. And we're going to see how this applies as the chapter closes out. Let's just start in the seventh Mishnah. So a seah of truma fell into a hundred. And he lifted it up. In other words, he took it up. And then another one fell in. So we've done our trick. We've done our nullification trick. We've taken one, a sayer has fallen into our pile of food. We've taken it out. Another sayer has fallen in. Well, we're going to take it up again. And, and we're going to keep doing this, right? Until we're going to stuff Truma is going to keep falling into this pile and we're going to keep taking it out. And we can imagine, according to Rabbi Eliezer, actually you could do this indefinitely because what we're taking out is exactly what we're putting in. But, sorry, I, I lost... What we're taking out is exactly what we're putting in. But according to the sages, what we're left with is a mixture, right? There's a little bit of truma left. And this, this Mishnah goes according to the sages. So in this cycle of stuff falling in and stuff being taken out. We can carry on doing it. Harez or muteret, the pile is still permissible. Ad 
As long as the amount of truma doesn't exceed that of the chulin. In other words, if we, let's say we have a hundred, this example is a hundred, let's say we got a hundred sayers of chulin. A sayer of truma falls in, we take it out. Another one falls in, we take it out. Another one falls in, we take it out. We can do this, but if we get to the point where this has happened a hundred times, so now, a hundred sayers of trimmer have fallen into this hundred sayers of ordinary food. At that point, the sage you say, no, 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 you can't do this anymore. At that point, the mixture you've got is majority trimmer. And at, at that point, if you like, the, the halachic fiction stops and you need to declare the whole thing as mudo. That's the seventh Seventh Mishnah. It's a, if you like, it's a build on of the views of Rabbi Eliezer and the sages. And the mission is then going to take another similar example. A seah of truma fell into a hundred, but before we had time to take it out, another seah fell in. So we didn't have time to take it out. And Rabbi Shimon permits it. Rabbi Shimon somehow is okay with us. I mean, I think we can all understand the position of the first, of the, of the, of the, of the anonymous voice, the Tanakhama, the anonymous voice at the beginning of the Mishnah. We know that we can't let two sayers of Truma fall into a hundred. At that point, the whole mixture becomes inadmissible. How does Rabbi Shimon permit it? According to the Bartner, he seems to hold that when you've thought about, and I, I put the Bartner at the bottom of the source sheet, you can look at it afterwards if you like. Right? The Bartner seems to say that as long as you've thought about doing something, it is as good as you've done it. So if he knew, if he knew that the set had fallen in, and he determined to take it out, then we can say, look, that's as good as taken out. So we have ordinary food. The trimmer's been taken out. At that point, well, we can pour some more trim in, do the same trick. And Rabbi Shimon would admit, by the way, according to the Bartonur, who I think is based on Jerusalem Talmud, I think the, Rabbi, the Bartonur says Rabbi Shimon would admit that if he didn't know about the first, uh, the first set falling in, in other words, if he hadn't intended to take it out, then it would be just as if two sayers had fallen in. And we have to render the whole pile inadmissible. And the question of intention runs the right the way through this Masachet. Do you remember we began the Masachet with a discussion as to who is allowed to take truma? And we determined that people who didn't have mental capacity or legal capacity could not take truma. Intention and knowledge is required to take truma. And this question of intention is going to run right through the Masachet and it's going to come up particularly in the final Mishnah, which is complicated. But let, let's, let's just try to run through this last Mishnah, and then we're going to close the Masachet with a little commentary from the Jerusalem Talmud, which tries to express what is really going on here. This Mishnah deals with a seah of Truma that fell into 100, so we've seen this before. But this, these, this is wheat, this is wheat, and they were ground together. 
And sometimes wheat reduces in bulk when it's ground together. And the Mishnah is concerned that perhaps the quantity of ordinary food, the chulen, was reduced when it was ground. And so maybe the quantity of 101 doesn't work anymore. But the Mishnah says, no, 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 it's okay. Everything reduces in the same proportion. Umutar, it's permitted. And the same goes if a sev truma fell into less than 100. And they were ground together. And they increased in bulk. Apparently some kinds of wheat increase in bulk when you grind them. Maybe, you know, you fluff them up a bit when you grind them. And just as the chulin became, grew a little bit, the truma grew a little bit more, and, you know, it started forbidden, and it remains forbidden. And the Mishnah closes by saying, if we knew, sorry, if we knew, we're going to come back to intention, if we know that the ordinary food, wheat, was yafot, was more beautiful, was better. Diana asked a question about betterness or not betterness of what was thrown in a couple of days ago. If we know that the wheat was better, then it's permitted. Somehow, better wheat seems to grow more when we grind it. The mission then closes. Se'a truma, a se'er of truma, that fell into less than a hundred. Less than a hundred. Ve'cha'kach naflusham chulin. So now we're putting some more ordinary food in. This is the opposite example from the one we had before. Earlier this evening we talked about a se'er of truma falling in and another se'er of truma falling in. Now we have a se'er of truma falling in, but it's followed by a sayer of ordinary food. So now we're diluting. We were below the magic one to 100. And now, now that the extra chulin has fallen in, we're above the magic 100. And the Mishnah says, im shogeg mutar, if it happened by accident, it's permitted. We can accept the fact that we're above the magic 100 and we can eat the whole of the pile. But, if he did it on purpose, it's forbidden. Because you can't, you know, it's, it's as if we are trying to get round the law. If we did this on purpose, it's as if we're trying to get round the halacha. We're using the, we're using the boundaries to get around the halacha. And the Jerusalem Talmud goes on to close to say about the Jerusalem Talmud's comment on this Mishnah is, it's uh, spoken by Rabbi Abahu in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. This is the generation after Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Eliezer. This is one generation down from the sages that we've been talking about until now. Kol ha'isarin mutar All forbidden things are permitted if one diluted them in error, but forbidden if one if done intentionally. And uh, Rabbi Abahu goes on to say, and that not that the whole point of this Mishnah? If it was an error, it's permitted. If intentional, 
it's forbidden. And the Talmud goes on to say, Ata, matnita bitruma ata. This Mishnah, this Mishnah is based on truma, but ata me malacha, it came to teach you it works exactly the same in all the other things. The, this Mishnah, according to the Talmud anyway, this Mishnah, this closing Mishnah of chapter 5, just comes to teach you something really important about, if you like, how Halacha works with what is permitted and forbidden, and what is Kodesh and what is Chol. Um, and, you know, the, exactly the same action. If it's unintentional, can make something permitted. But if it's intentional, can, well, can, can not have that effect at all. Can, I mean, the words of the, of, of the Talmud, the, the words of the Talmud are, if it's by accident, it's permitted. If it's on purpose, it's forbidden. So we're coming back to the question of intent. And with that, we'll close this chapter. And next week, we'll pick up with chapter six. We'll learn about different kinds of mistakes, but this time, mistakes of eating rather than mistakes of falling. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. Benedict.